Greetings everyone. Welcome to episode 7 of the Invisible Distress Podcast. In this episode, we shall discuss the treatment of endometriosis in depth. In between, there shall be segments which you should really look forward to listening to. Tune in till the end. I am your host, Lily Wangare. If you wish to leave a comment, do so and remember to subscribe to this podcast. Also follow me at my social media platforms on Facebook at Lily Wangare, on Twitter, Lily underscore Wangare 3 and on Instagram, Lily Wangzi. Remember also to share this podcast amongst your family, your friends, everyone, because remember, information shared is information known to many people. A solution to a problem after a long period of awaiting and excruciating pain oftenly provides a sigh of relief to the prospective patient and also to the close people around them. This gives a feeling of hope that the eventual ending of the situation is bound to happen. Today, we shall discuss the treatment of endometriosis in depth. Endometriosis has no cure, but its symptoms can be managed. Medical and surgical options are available to help reduce symptoms and manage potential complications. Some of the notable treatment options include 1. Pain medication. Now, here, over-the-counter pain medications such as ibuprofen are useful, but these aren't effective in all cases. Number two is hormone therapy. Here, supplemental hormones can sometimes relieve pain and stop the progression of endometriosis. Hormone therapy helps one body regulate the monthly hormonal changes that promote tissue growth that occurs with endometriosis. Number three is the use of hormonal contraceptive. Hormonal contraceptives decrease fertility by preventing monthly growth and buildup of endometrial-like tissue. Birth control pills, patches, and vaginal rings can reduce or even eliminate the pain in less severe endometriosis. Number four is conservative surgery. Here, this removes and destroys endometrial growths without damaging the reproductive organs. This is for people who want to get pregnant or who experience severe pain and hormonal treatments are not working. Number five, which is the last resort surgery. This is the last resort if one's condition does not improve with other treatment. surgery involves removal of the uterus and cervix. They also remove the ovaries because these organs make oestrogen and oestrogen can cause the growth of endometrial-like tissue. With that, let us take a short break. I'll be right back. Welcome back to episode 7 of Asai of Relief. To begin the first segment, I'd like to share with you a fact about endometriosis on today's Fact Corner. Endometriosis has no cure, but symptoms can be managed. On today's opinion, review and comment section, according to a review by BMC Women's Health, it was concluded that the oral contraceptive pill and progesterones are therapies recommended for endometriosis. With regards to fertility, there is no clear consensus about surgical treatment. With that said, let us take a short break. I'll be right back. Thank you for keeping it the Invisible Distress Podcast. In this second segment, for starters, I shall recommend for you a feature as part of keeping you informed and educated. Now, a health diary feature by NTV Kenya about the pains of endometriosis is something you should watch to understand the deeper ways in which you can treat the treatment options for endometriosis. (music) 
Now, on today's life hack, life hack play an important role in improving one day to day life with regards to endometriosis. On today's life hack corner, today's life hack is soaking it. If you have endometriosis, this means that heat is your friend, especially wet heat. Submerging your belly in warm water relaxes tense muscles and eases painful cramps. The social media plays a major role in ensuring that information is reached to a large number of people all over the world. So in the case of endometriosis, what does the social media say about endometriosis? What measures does it take to create awareness about endometriosis? The Endometriosis Foundation of Kenya, through its Facebook page, has created a free space for those who suffer from endometriosis to speak out and stop suffering in silence. It was born from a place of pain and frustration, but from it, hashtag purpose ignited the fire within. Welcome back to this episode. In this third segment, we choose to break monotony for a while to ease the tension. For today's spotlight, I'd love to briefly tell you about a feature-length film dubbed Uradi. It revolves around a young man who comes from a local village in Nyahururu to Nairobi for higher education. Based on a true story, the film highlights the plights of many Kenyans, especially the youth who are easily lured into crime, drugs and radicalization, as well as bringing to focus the enormous amount of hard work and dedication that is put up by the law enforcement agencies behind the scenes that mostly goes unreported, thus uncelebrated. Now, the interesting part is that drama unfolds as peer pressure lures the young man to be involved in petty crime to make ends meet, not knowing that the allure of quick money is slowly landing him into dangerous territories of radicalization and terrorism. Directed and written by Kangede Mungai, who has directed several films including TV series, documentary, movies, as well as commercials, to watch the full movie, head over to Netflix and enjoy tell me what you think about Uradi which is a very eye-opening film that revolves around real-life situations and most of these scenes in this film are things that most people have been able to go through now many people often hear about the term cryptocurrency so they don't really know how it is what it is and how it works so firstly cryptocurrencies let you buy goods and services use apps and games or trade them for profit here's more about cryptocurrency and how to protect yourself so what is cryptocurrency to begin with a cryptocurrency or crypto is a digital asset that can circulate without the need for a central monetary authority such as a government or bank instead cryptocurrency are created using cryptographic techniques that enable people to sell or trade them securely. After defining what cryptocurrency is, we want to get into knowing how does it work. So, the Bitcoin and most other cryptocurrencies are supported by a technology known as blockchain, which maintains a tamper-resistant record of transactions and keeps track of who owns what. Now, the creation of blockchains addressed a problem faced by previous efforts to create 
create purely digital currencies, preventing people from making copies of their holdings and attempting to spend it twice. Now, individual units of cryptocurrencies can be referred to as coins or tokens, depending on how they are used. Some are intended to be units of exchange for goods and services, others are stores of value, and some can be used to participate in specific software programs such as games and financial products. Now, we move to understand how are cryptocurrencies created. Now, one common way cryptocurrencies are created is through a process known as mining, which is used by Bitcoin. Here, mining can be an energy-intensive process in which computers solve complex puzzles in order to verify the authenticity of transactions on the network. As a reward, the owners of those computers can receive newly created cryptocurrency. Other cryptocurrencies use different methods to create and distribute tokens, and many have the significantly lighter environmental impact. For more people, the easiest way to get cryptocurrency is to buy it either from an exchange or another user. Now, what is a list of cryptocurrencies? We have the Bitcoin, the Ethereum, the Ethereum, the Tether, the USD coin, the Binance coin, the Cardano, the XRP, the Solana, the Dogecoin, the Polkadot, the Hex, the Hitchain, the Dai, the Tron, the Anna said Leo, the Shiba Inu, the Wrapped Bitcoin, the Avalanche, the Uniswap, Polygon, Litecoin, Fiat X token, Chainlink, Stellar, Near Protocol, Allograd, Bitcoin Cash, Cosmos, Bitcoin, Bib2, Monero, Uthram Classic, Chain, Vechain, Decentraland, Flow, Hedera Hashgraph, among many, many others. There are so many. Now, it is also important to know how will you choose a cryptocurrency. Here, it is important to remember that Bitcoin is different from cryptocurrency in general. While Bitcoin is the first and most valuable cryptocurrency, the market is very large, by the way, because nearly 20,000 different cryptocurrencies are traded publicly according to CoinMarket cap.com a market research website now and cryptocurrencies continue to proliferate the total value of all cryptocurrencies on june 13th 2022 was about 970 million us dollars having fallen substantially from an all-time high above 2.9 trillion US dollars late in 2021. While some of these have total market valuations in the hundreds of billions of dollars, others are obscure and essentially worthless. So if you're thinking about getting into cryptocurrency, it will be helpful to start with one that is commonly traded and relatively well established in the market. Though, that's not a guarantee of success in such a volatile space. Some widely circulated cryptocurrencies include the Bitcoin, which is the first and most valuable cryptocurrency and very common. The second is the Ethereum, and commonly used to carry out financial transactions more complex than those supported by Bitcoin. The third one is the Cardano, which is a competitor to Ethereum led by one of its co-founders. The next is the Litecoin, which is an adaptation of Bitcoin intended to make payments easier, followed by the Solana, which is another competitor of Ethereum, Ethereum that emphasizes speed and cost effectiveness. The followed by Dogecoin be began as a joke, but has grown to be among the most valuable cryptocurrencies. And we have the stable coins, which are a class of cryptocurrencies whose values are designed to stay stable relative to real world assets such as the dollar. Something you'll also want to know are non-fungible tokens cryptocurrencies. Now, 
Non-fungible tokens are digital assets that convey ownership of what could be considered an original copy of a digital file. Here, they share many similarities with cryptocurrencies and they can be bought and sold in many of the same marketplaces. However, non-fungible tokens are different from cryptocurrencies because due to that unwieldy word in their name, non-fungible, because cryptocurrencies are fungible, so any unit of a specific cryptocurrency is basically the same as any other. My one Bitcoin has the same value as your one Bitcoin. Now, what are the pros and cons of cryptocurrency? Now, as much as cryptocurrency inspires passionate opinions across the spectrum of investors, here are some few reasons that some people believe it is a transformational technology while others worry it's a fad. Cryptocurrencies, let's begin with the pros. Now, supporters see cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin as the currency of the future and are racing to buy them now, presumably before they become more valuable. The next following is some supporters like the fact that cryptocurrency removes central banks from managing the money supply since over time these banks tend to reduce the value of money via inflation. The next pros is that in communities in that have been under-deserved by the traditional financial system, some people see cryptocurrencies as a promising foothold. PU Research Center data from 2021 found that Asian, Black, and Hispanic people are more likely than white adults to say they have never invested in, traded, or used cryptocurrency. The next pros is that other advocates like the blockchain technology behind cryptocurrencies because it's a decentralized processing and recording system and can be more secure than traditional payment systems. The next pro is that some speculators like cryptocurrencies because they are going up in value and have no interest in currencies long-term acceptance as a way to move money. The next pros is that some cryptocurrencies offer their owners the opportunity to earn a passive income through a a process called staking. Crypto, crypto stocking involves using your cryptocurrencies to help verify transactions on a blockchain protocol. Though staking has risks, it can allow you to grow your crypto holdings without buying more. Here are the cons. Cryptocurrency cons. Many cryptocurrency projects are untested and blockchain technology in general has yet to gain wide adoption. If the underlying idea behind cryptocurrency does not reach its potential, long-term investors may never see the returns they hoped for. The next con is that for, for shorter terms, crypto investors, there are risks there because its prices tend to change rapidly and well, that means that many people have made money quickly by buying in at the right time many others have lost money by doing so before a crypto crash those wild shifts in value may also cut against the basic ideas behind the project that cryptocurrencies were created to support for instance people may be less likely to use bitcoin as a payment system if they are not sure what it will be worth the next day the next con is that the environmental impact of bitcoin and other projects that use similar mining protocols is significant because a comparison by the university University of Cambridge, for instance, argues that worldwide Bitcoin mining consumes more than twice as much power than all U.S. residential lighting. Some cryptocurrencies use different technology that demands less energy. To the last con, governments around the world have not yet fully reconciled with how to handle cryptocurrency so regulatory changes and crackdowns have the potential to affect the market in unpredictable ways. 
So, do you think that cryptocurrency is a good investment? Now, cryptocurrency is a relatively risky investment because no matter which way you slide, no matter which way you slide, generally speaking, high-risk investments should make up a small part of your overall portfolio because one common guideline is no more than 10%. You may want to look first to show up your retirement savings, pay off debt or invest in less volatile funds made up of stocks and bonds. Additionally, there are other ways to manage risks within your crypto portfolio, such as diversifying the range of cryptocurrencies that you buy. Crypto assets may rise and fall at different rates and over different time periods. So by investing in several different products, you can insulate yourself to some degree from losses in one of your holdings. The most important thing when investing in anything is to do your homework. This is particularly important when it comes to cryptocurrencies which are often linked to a specific technological product that is being developed or rolled out. When you buy a stock, it is linked to a company that is subject to well-defined financial reporting requirements which can give you a sense of its prospect. Cryptocurrencies, on the other hand, are more loosely regulated in the US, so discerning which products are viable can be even more more challenging if you have a financial advisor who is familiar with cryptocurrency it may be worth asking for input for beginning investors it can also be worthwhile to examine how widely a cryptocurrency is being used most reputable crypto projects have publicly available metrics showing the data such as how many transactions are being carried out on the platforms if use of a cryptocurrency is growing that may be a sign that it is establishing itself in the market cryptocurrencies also generally make the, generally make the white papers available to explain how they'll work and how they intend to distribute Token. Now you are on the new on what is cryptocurrency. As we wrap up this episode, I'd like to share with you a quote and some closing remarks. Surround yourself with positive people and you'll be a positive person. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Be sure to join me on episode 8 of this podcast. I have been your host, Lily Wangari. Remember that health is well. Also remember to subscribe to this podcast. Leave a comment. Share this podcast amongst your friends and family. Also follow me at my social media platforms. That is at Lily Wangari on Facebook on Twitter at Lily underscore Wangari 3 and on Instagram Lily Wangzi. Also follow up my podcast on Spotify. There's a Q&A there. Answer that question and tell me what you think about it.